Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. And I was talking to a pastor friend this morning, and one of those things was about revival. We ever going to have a revival in America? I don't think so. As far as a national revival goes and a, a turning back to God, I think we're too far gone. How about the church? I mean, when you have a meeting that is a big deal when it lasts from Sunday to Wednesday, we're in trouble. I mean, they used to do revivals that would last for weeks, four days. You don't want to put people out, so we'll go Sunday through Wednesday. That's, a, that's not a revival. That's a, I'm not sure what that is. But as I was talking to my brother in Christ today, the thought of revival, I can have one. Uh, the city may not have one in the days of Billy Sunday and D.L. Moody, and so, but I can have one. My church, maybe it's not going to have one. I can have one. Sure I can. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. What's a revival? It's basically doing a 180, isn't it? You're heading the wrong direction. You turn around, head the right direction. I think all of us need to have a regular revival in our lives. I think it's a big deal. Pray about it, my friends. See if God would have you to change anything. We're getting so routine, so desensitized in the world today, led by demons everywhere. It's something to pray about. Are you excited? You should be. People should see the excitement about God in your life. I pray it's true everywhere you go. Well, anyway. in the world is going on. 400, count them, 400 government officials from 40 different departments and agencies within the fake President Joe Biden's administration signed a letter opposing the president's handling of the Israeli-Hamas war and demanded a ceasefire now. The Tuesday letter, first reported by the New York Times, includes officials from, well, the State Department, the White House, National Security Council, and the Justice Department. The signatories of the letters remained anonymous to protect against any oh, professional retaliation. We call on this president to urgently demand a ceasefire and to call for the de-escalation of the current conflict by securing the immediate release of the Israeli hostages and arbitrarily detained Palestinians, the restoration of water, fuel, electricity, and other basic services, and the passage of adequate humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. Well, I wonder how sleepy Joe took all of that. Biden and other Western leaders have pushed back on calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, arguing that it would only serve to benefit the terrorists, and that is true. Every one of them needs to be wiped from the face of the earth. You know that. Biden's administration has instead pushed for humanitarian pauses in the fighting, and Israel has agreed to it to some extent. And that's something. Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, offered a dire warning, operative word dire, to all Americans that it may be next if the IDF doesn't disseminate, destroy Hamas. He said that during an interview with uh, Sean Hannity, I guess, yesterday. We have to win not only for our sake, but for the sake of the Middle East, for the sake of our Arab neighbors. And you know what? For the sake of Gazans who've been held to this dark tyranny that has brutalized and brought them absolutely nothing but bloodshed and poverty and misery. That's the way the devil works. 
bloodshed, poverty, misery. The words of Benjamin Netanyahu. We have to win to protect Israel. Well, amen. We have to win to safeguard the Middle East. Amen. We have to win for the sake of the civilized world. That's the battle we're fighting. It's being waged right now. There is no substitute for that victory. I agree. You know, this one has bothered me, made me angry and sick for a long time. A female pool final match in Devonshire, Wales, ended prematurely after one player reportedly forfeited because she was drawn to compete against a transgender, a transgender woman. What is that, anyway? Lynn Pinches stepped away from the table to applause from spectators who appeared to approve of her decision not to compete with, oh, Harriet Hayes. Oh, dear me. In turn, the English Pool Association's 2023 champion of champion ladies winner was a man, Haynes, who is pictured with the trophy on the organization's website. Demons, demons, and more demons. It's the world today. I think there's something rotten in Den... Well, not Denmark. How about Washington, D.C.? There's something they're not telling us. What am I talking about? You heard about the shooting. Not much being said about it. But uh, Jesse Walters questioned whether the Secret Service was being forthcoming about the incident yesterday where shots were fired during a carjacking. Secret Service agents opened fire at individuals who were breaking into an unmarked van used by the detail protecting Naomi Biden. That's fake President Joe Biden's granddaughter. Happened Monday. No suspects arrested in that incident. They say three males were attempting to break into a Secret Service vehicle in Georgetown, a very nice neighborhood. And then agent fired around at him. The Secret Service says they don't believe anybody was shot, but they're not sure. So maybe the Secret Service agent missed, which isn't so great. Or, or maybe he doesn't. And there's a dead or injured carjacker somewhere in Washington, D.C. All of that courtesy of Naomi Biden's Secret Service team. And the three guys are still at large. What do you think was going on? Naomi Biden wasn't in the car because the agent would have been in there with her and the carjackers would have smashed a window with two people in it, right? Secret Service protocol requires the agents only fire their weapons if they're facing imminent serious danger or death. What aren't they telling us about this? Talked about this yesterday. Indy Gregory, eight months old. Indy Gregory was forced off life support by the United Kingdom court system. And again, this is a uh, Church of England thing, and, well, a Catholic thing, and a Lutheran thing, and what are we talking about? Baptize. They baptized the baby before they took her off life support. Baptism is a, a symbol of being saved and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're identifying with that in baptism. Baptism doesn't get you to heaven. Christening. How about christening? That's another. Well, we're getting off the story here. The family said they baptized the baby before her death, this, despite the fact that they are not religious. Okay. 
Dean Gregory, the dad, said before her death that he was inspired to baptize his daughters by Christian legal volunteers who fought to keep her alive. He said that he became convinced of the existence of the devil, Satan, and his demons by his family's treatment in the courtroom. I'm not a religious person. I'm not baptized. But when I was in court, it just felt like I was being drugged into hell. The words of the father, Dean Gregory, in an interview with the New Daily Compass. I thought if hell does exist, then heaven must exist. It was like the devil was right there in the courtroom. I thought if there's a devil, then God's got to exist. And, well, we could go a long way with this story, huh? Indy Gregory, who died Monday after being forced off life support by the British government, was defended in court by Christian Concern, a legal counsel group. Wow. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court, did you hear about this? Officially has adopted a written ethics code yesterday for the very first time after several justices faced scandals over large gifts and incomplete financial disclosures. All other federal judges were already bound by an ethics code that doesn't extend to the nine of the nation's top people on the court system in America. In introducing this new code, the justices stressed that these rules and principles are, are not new, but were meant to kind of clear up an incorrect notion that the most powerful interpreters of the law of this nation were somehow lawless themselves. Or if it doesn't include a, a way for the public to lodge complaints or a formal review mechanism for any real violations by the courts. New system there, new ethics code system. In the first big move outside the fossil fuel space in decades, Exxon yesterday revealed plans to become a top lithium supplier by 2030. The company is preparing to establish a production facility down in Arkansas that uses a novel extraction method. This could signal a shift in the industry since most lithium an important component in electric car batteries currently comes from Australia and South America gets processed in China. Uh, whatever you need to do to make a buck and make things happen, but uh, this battery thing, it ain't going to work. Nope. Stick with fossil fuels. Facing higher costs from the transition to these electric things and its new tentative contract with the UAW, the Chrysler maker is looking to slim down the expenses by offering voluntary separation packages to 6,400 of its 12,700 non-union office people. The company previously offered buyouts to hourly and salaried employees in the U.S. and Canada, but that was before the auto workers' strike, which... Stellanus said cost them, oh, $795 million. Well, that's a bunch. What else is happening? You want to buy a home, huh? Forget it. A report released yesterday by the National Association of Realtors confirms what oh, all of us know. Home affordability is in the gutter, way down in the gutter. Due to the rising interest rates and low inventory, they found out that the average income of a home buyer between July of 2022 and June of this year was $107,000. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I'd be a millionaire. Anyway, 
That's up from 88,000 the year prior, one of the highest levels since the National Association of Realtors started tracking back in 1981. But the housing market continues to churn. The organization found out that the share of single women buying homes is almost double that of men. They're also slightly older. A single woman buying her first home is now 38 years old on average, while a single man is 33. And the average first-time buyer, 35, up from 29 in the 1980s. But the older people who are buying up to those massive three-bedroom homes after selling their starter homes. Yeah, they're a big change. NAR found that the medium age of a repeat home buyer last year was 58 years of age. Back in 1981, it was 36. In entertainment news, bet you didn't know this, Australia has something to brag about now besides, uh, oh, kangaroos and venomous spiders and sharks. It now boasts the first international installment of the mega-popular NCIS franchise. It's called NCIS Sydney. How many more can they have? It may not be exactly high-level prestige TV, but boy, it draws the eyeballs. More than 300 million people watched some version of that show last year, according to the Wall Street Journal. A thousand episodes have been made, and the original series averaged 10 million viewers an episode last season. Per Nielsen, people love NCIS. Okay. Oh, what world is this woman living in? Our lives are just pretty normal. Really? That's how Lauren Sanchez, whose fiancé is Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Come on now, this is the woman who has a wooden sculpture of herself there on the uh, $500 million yacht her and her boyfriend own. Describes uh, the couple's day-to-day -day activity as, uh, well, just pretty routine. Making each other coffee, driving the daughter to school, having a family movie night struggling to commit to journaling. This former newscaster, Sanchez, who now focuses more on flying helicopters, also detained her plans to ride a Blue Origin rocket into space next year. Yeah, the, uh, the Bezos, uh, what they're going to be, they're getting married, I guess. Pretty normal routine life. <laughs> You're buying that, aren't you? What else is happening in brief? Oh, Biden said those hospitals in Gaza have got to be protected. I'm not sure what plans he would have. As fighting continues around Gaza City main medical facility, and you know these terrorists, these demon-led, uh, we'll call them human beings, they, they're shielding themselves with all of these people. They've got stuff in the basement in all of them. They're wicked. Los Angeles, facing an even worse traffic jam than usual. Had a massive fire there over the weekend. You hear about that? Authorities now believe it was arson caused by indefinite closures going on on Interstate 10, which has about three to 400,000 vehicles a day going down that roadway. Won't that be something? Google is suing to block alleged scammers from pushing out ads for a fake Google AI chat box that it claims actually downloaded malware onto people's computers. Napal banned TikTok. <laughs> Napal does it. America, they welcome it. Come on in, China. 
They say the app disrupts the country's social harmony. We are not smart enough to figure that one out yet. The devil has us blinded. I mean, Christians galore use TikTok. Crocs and McDonald's, what's that all about? They're releasing a limited edition shoe for when you want to show your devotion <laughs> to uh, the golden arches beyond uh, braving a hamburger and shake there. Crocs and McDonald's? I don't know. And finally, how rough a year has it been? Uh, I'm looking at a, a picture on my Facebook page. It's got the Christmas tree stand there, and then the Christmas tree looks like it's at best six inches tall. It says it's been a really rough year. <laughs> Boy, I was talking to more than one person today about this one. Marriage, it's just one of many things we could talk about. Marriage is not about a beautiful wedding, fancy homes, cute kids, nice cars, and that white picket fence there in front. Nope. Marriage is about hospital stays, working all kinds of crazy hours, fighting through the struggles of life, paying your bills, keeping the faith, and staying together through the whole thing. Well, amen to that. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Hey, how many friends do you have? <laughs> how many people are going to come to your funeral? None for me, since I'm not having one. I used to say that uh, I'd like to rent the Coliseum at my death, have the family get everybody there. Why? Well, something that would hold hundreds or thousands of people. That would indicate that I touched a few lives during my lifetime. Are you touching lives during your lifetime? Jesus Christ, it was always about him. He's first. And then uh, others, of course. That's a priority. We've got that all turned around because I'm number one. Me first, and then if I have any time left over, I'll put Jesus in there. And, and you, that's no way to live, my friend. You want to be happy for the rest of your life? I think I'll talk about this on Life 101 here in a moment. You want to be happy? Yeah, serve Jesus Christ with a fervency, with an excitement, with a passion, with persistence. The devil's going to try to take you down if you're truly one of his soldiers. So get ready. Battles come every minute of every day, I believe, if you're living right for Jesus. But... Hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you know him today? Well, praise the Lord. Well, I was having a conversation with John Rue, a pastor friend down in Tennessee. They're just talking about life. Pastors talk about things with pastors. I think I've shared with you before. It was my pastor, James Bachman, when I was a staff evangelist out of Roanoke Baptist Church that reminded me, not only am I to go into churches as a revivalist and, and talk about Jesus and see souls saved and hopefully have a real revival while we're there, but part of the job is talking to pastors. Why? Well, I don't have anybody to talk to. A lot of things they can't even talk to their spouse about. So Pastor Bachman, bless his little heart, he just said, make sure, Greg, that you're sharing time with preachers, you're listening to them, 
and you're, well, if God gives you utterance, giving some advice on how they can be better serving their local church and community. I learned a valuable lesson there. I didn't want to hear any of that stuff. I just wanted to go in and preach and and have people respond, get saved, get right with God. But uh, boy, he was right and changed my whole philosophy of life and the spiritual walk. Now I really do. I still today sent out several love notes to preachers around the country to let them know I was praying for them and wishing them a good day to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, etc. And some I haven't been with for years, but I'm keeping in touch. You know, why do you have friends? I'm always encouraging you to be a part of our Facebook page and be my friend. How do you get friends? In order to uh, get friends, you've got to be friendly. You've got to reach out. I've shared about our salvation experience so many times because it's important to me, and I think it's something, a a main ingredient that is missing in church today, at least in in some churches, forgive me. I've had people say, hey, I went to that church three times, and not one person talked to me. Are you kidding me? What kind of a church was it anyway? Something to think about, my friend. I went to church because a teenage kid loved the Lord and wanted me to go there with him. I didn't go to hear about Jesus or be around church people. I went because of that kid. I said before, you have to win people oftentimes to yourself before you win them to the Lord. I'm not going to listen to you. We're not on the same page in some way. Then I went there and there was 80-year-old, was he? Mr. McGowan. Man, he treated me like gold, even though I was a weird-looking character when I first went to church there with my long hair and Levi suit and jewelry everywhere and my Corvette parked out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, that did it. I thought, these people are real. Not sure where they're coming from, but they're real. And then I heard Myron Young preach the Word of God, that heavy-set Southerner who went to Moody Bible Institute, I I love that guy. Yeah, he was just right down the barrel. You need to be saved, son. You need to get your life in order, starting with accepting Jesus as Savior. I love that message. I did it. That was December 31st, 1973. What end of the new year, a new creature in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and We really haven't slowed down to this day, almost 50 years later. Busier than I have ever been serving Jesus. And a lot of it has to do with the friends that I have in my life. And a lot of them are uh, come to me via radio. Oh, yeah, many of you listening today. We get together. I come to your neck of the woods and you want to take me out to breakfast or the evening meal. Uh, You want me to meet family. You come to our meetings and say wonderful things about us. It's good. I think that's a big part of your life, my friend, talking about others. Of course, Jesus first. And then what about that guy, that gal, that family? It's not about you. Never has been, never will be. Finally, this is good. It's a... It's a dog looking out the window there, the car. It says, please, (laughs) break the window. 
The AC is on, all right, but she left Taylor Swift play on the radio. <laughs> I know. If we hear one more story about Taylor. <laughs> oh, I've had my say for another day. I mean it when I say I'm so glad that you're here every day at this time. Thank you for listening and telling others about the broadcast. Will you be my friend? Thank you, Greg, Jerry, G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for your support. And that's the way it is for a Tuesday, November the 14th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. <laughs>